Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth I am Maya Tiwari In this episode, I would like to explore some random thoughts. In our New Age culture, in this culture of neoliberalism, and you will, in time, understand my version of this, the meaning of this word, which has so influenced our entire gamut of our lives, our network, our living belief systems, our societal systems, cultural systems, financial systems, and all. But I'm not going to discuss neoliberalism and its vast terrain of corruption in this particular episode. I simply want to have a light and bright conversation with you. I believe that some of the half-truths or falsities put out by the New Age movement in particular can be more harmful than helpful to those of us who are healing, and that is all of humanity, by the way, for those of us with particularly arduous challenges that are difficult to break through, such as millions of people who are being held targeted by bullies, covert bullies, who themselves are extremely sensitive to be called out. But we'll not talk about that in this episode either. Let me go into some of the statements that we are being told. For instance, the only time you fail is when you fall down and stay down. Well, obviously, whoever the author of this brilliant statement is, has not fallen down or has not been felled by circumstances beyond his or her control. Yes, it is in our human terrain natural for us to fall down. It's also natural for us to get up. But when you've been felled by powerful forces of evil, countless numbers of thousands and perhaps millions of times, perhaps staying down is a good thing because it means surrendering. Whether it is we're surrendering to the inevitable death of our bodies or the fact that we can't and do not have the strength to get back up again. And so we become still in movement, in action, and also in thoughts. That is not a bad thing, actually. In my own experience, Falling down and staying down after the hundred thousand times of being felled by the unfortunate people who contribute to evil actions in the dark of the night and in their own darkness even in the broad daylight. 
So stay down oftentimes can be the tiredness that brings us to surrender, the fatigue that brings us simply to rest, or the overwhelm that allows us to easily slip through the pranas and breaths of our lives. We're told that our mind are like flowers. They open when the time is right. Oh, so many beautiful poetic statements from the neoliberalists. But let me tell you, minds are always open. They're not flowers. They do not grow on trees, as beautiful as flowers may be. The mind is faster than the speed of light. The mind will encounter all thoughts that are necessary in order to find its way through the muddle, especially when there are dire situations, challenges that are manifold layers of pathology, of evil, of human actions, that desecrate human nature, that desecrate the very sanctity of being a human person. These actions, for instance, the actions of war, being in the front line. One can hardly bring the Zen mind, or what the modernists call the Zen mind, to the front line, because you are engaged in open fire. And when that happens, whether you're in the front line of a war, or in the chaos and confusion of being put upon in such devastating ways, be it disease, be it evil actions, be, be it being held as a prisoner, be it the unfair and unjust and unfortunate events that can besiege our lives, when you are being put upon by manifold layers of such pathologies, let me assure you, that the mind is as busy working its way to its solution. I have never known a soldier, and I have known a few, who can sit there and meditate in open fire. And if they do, it is momentary. It is usually a prayer. It is usually a reconciliation with their spirit and with the divinity. So there goes, minds are like flowers, and they open when the time is right. It is true that when we connect with silence within, we can make better sense of confusion around us. Silence is not only a luxury, it is part of the nature. But do not expect the mind to stop its operations of negotiating, navigating its way through the mire of activities. And I know this for a fact because as many of you know, in the last decade I've been put upon by some of the most complex, confusing and extreme evil of, I would say, treachery of covert activities. And reprisals when I speak to truth that are so brutal 
that when I call upon the silence in a state of surrender, the mind continues to work through its mathematics. That is natural. That is what the mind is there to do. But I want to let you understand that the greater truth of all of these inane sayings is this. The mind is there to work through its operation, but we are not the mind. You are not the mind. I am not my mind. So I let it be. I let it do its operation. The known and unknown, its immutable operatives and viaducts. And I observe. And that is the most beautiful thing that you, the spirit, you the soul, you the greater than the physical body can do. We're also told that the greatest form of intelligence is to observe ourselves without judgment. This is true. This is extremely true. But it is not at all feasible or completely possible to live a life without judging. Because judgmentalism is not only shaped by our belief systems and our karmas and our own experiences, that of our forebears and so on and so on, and the cultures in which we live or adapt to. Judgmentalism occurs from a lack of understanding the full picture. So yes, we can be judgmental, but we can also take into consideration that we most likely do not know the entirety of the picture. The parts in which we ourselves have knowingly or unknowingly contributed to the miasma of what is happening that we are observing. So we can continue to judge, but we can judge in a way that is constrained by the other thought, which is, I do not see the whole picture, I do not know it, so I will not suspend my judgment if it makes me happy to be judging, but I will not invest in it too much. The other day, for instance, I was walking, I took a walk, very arduous task for me these days with all of the physical difficulties I've had from being a targeted individual of great violence. But I do make the attempt to go out and stretch my body. And in this very area that I now live in, someone was just getting out of my property as I was coming back. I decided to make my trip a bit shorter my walking sojourn shorter as I had run out of breath. And as I came back, made that U-turn to double back to my home, this person was running out of the property into his home, which is right across the street a few doors down. And without thinking, and of course emotionally prodded, I called him a terrorist. Okay, the reprisal was intense the following week. As, as it so happens with 
all of us that are being targeted. The shadows and dark people do not like to be called out. They do not like to face who they are or the actions they're into. And then I understood that perhaps he was a light energy there to counteract the darkness that had just recently happened there. Who knows? Who knows the entirety of the truth? We're so often told, we're so often told about staying in the light, but the darkness is as annexed to our being as the light is. One slips into the other seamlessly. And that is what we need to understand about light and about dark. We know that from our own experiences that being in the light is the most awesome, exquisite thing that can happen to not only the human person but to the plants and the vegetation and the earth herself. And by the way, we don't carry just an iota of the earth, we are the earth. And this is so good to know because when unfortunate things happen and they continue to happen and you look at it, you're look at, looking at it in, in the sight, in, in the reality of what is happening, please let us understand that the reality is not always what we think it is. And therefore, the expression that we do not know the entirety of anything we are really looking at, at any given time, in any given situation, is oftentimes true, more often true than not. Truth is a powerful thing. It is so powerful that in neo neoliberalism thinking, the New Age thinking, it's not the same as neoliberalism, New Age, they're not equations. However, they're not parallel. However, New Age ideologies are birthed from the whole concept of neoliberalism. So what I'm talking about when we talk about truth, you know, there's... Uh, uh, something that I just read that said truth needs to be clad if it is to appeal to a new age, meaning we've got to put on some sort of clown suit on it or shiny vestments of a sycophant or whatever. I don't know what the author really meant by truth needs to be clad if it's to appeal to the new age. But I tell you this, truth never needs to be clad or given clothing or to be sheltered, or to be shadowed, or to be ambiguous. Because that is just truthiness. It is, it is never truth. It takes a lot of courage to speak truth. It takes a lot of courage to be aligned with your own incredible sense of being. 
It takes a lot of courage to let the emotion run free sometimes. And yes, I know that the emotions are oftentimes an antithesis to your intelligence. But if we do not allow our emotions at times to run in the direction that they need to, then, then we are suppressing them. So it may be a wonderful thing to express them sometimes, but as I said, you express them with the footnote or the headnote that you're not necessarily seeing the entire picture. That for me has been a very powerful thing because although I know, although I feel, although I have seen so many things and experienced so many things, yet I do not see the full picture. And perhaps sometimes it is necessary for us not to simply because in many cases we may not be able to live the full picture. In many cases, we may not be able to digest or assimilate it. Um, so all of these things have to be considered. If you are, like myself, an open person who reaches out to the world despite all of the difficulties that I have faced from the humankind, and these are the minority, by the way. These are the minus 0.001% of humanity that indulges this incredible darkness. And then there's the 10% that are stupid enough to be able to be hired and employed by the 000 whatever, minus whatever percent. But let me tell you truth. Be true to your emotions. If you have to unleash it in the present of the moment, then do so. That's far better than to suppress it or to pretend that you're not feeling it. And sooner or later, when you know that you're not seeing the entirety of something and you're emotionally upset by it, put off by it, offended by it, then go back to this understanding of sitting, not necessarily the physical body sitting, but giving permission to the mind to sit and to allow your own intelligence to be what it is. Another incredible statement I keep reading and I see these remarkable untruths that I was so called to give this random thought podcast today. One is we can't find out who we are until we leave a bad situation. Well, hooray for you. How effective is this assumption for the millions of people who are being targeted by cowardly covert forces or those who are caught in situation of desperate health condition or find themselves in a situation where they're not able to renegotiate the presence of violence around them. Life is too deep, too complex, too far-reaching, too immutable, too illimitable for us to assume 
these half-truths. In my own not-so-humble opinion, I do believe that the half-truths do us more harm than good because, because those of us, and that's many of us, most of us in the holistic movement, try to live up to these half-truths only to be doubly disappointed by failing to do so. It's impossible to live up to these inane statements that sound great, that are meant to help us feel better, but in fact, not only are they ineffective, they actually do put us back quite a few steps from the healing and the understanding that we need to heal. And who is it that said, tomorrow is a fresh blank page? Well, that is not true. Each one of us come into this life with zillions of karmas, so many lives and rebirths. Whether or not you believe in rebirth, don't worry about it. You have many more lives to figure it out. But to do, tomorrow is a fresh blank page is one of the greater lies because basically there's always karma that is there to support us. Karmas don't defeat us, but in not understanding the difficult karmas, we can be felled many, many times over. Well, tomorrow is not a fresh blank page, unless, of course, you're suffering from amnesia. In any event, peace be your journey. And I hope you can take in these random thoughts and think up another 10 such statements that hold the half-truths, the New Age truths that are so superficial that intend you. Maybe they do intend us to heal from them. I do not know. But we need to be clear on speech, on action, and the fact that we do not control our thoughts, but we are also not our mind. Peace, peace, peace be your journey. And for me too. Until next time, thank you for listening.